Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I'm Layla London, aka The Curious Girl. Now just to let you know, this podcast is not suitable for work. It's also not suitable for anybody under 18. But the rest of you consenting adults, let's get ready to talk about my sex life, sex in general, and everything in between in explicit, raunchy, fun detail. Alright, here we go. You can take your time to slowly sort of let somebody get to know you. But I mean, if you're being purposefully dishonest about things, that's not good. I want to do a really long blowjob. I want to feel like I've almost got lockjaw at the end of it. I love love. Are you kidding me? I'm a fucking hopeless romantic at heart. At heart. Hello, everyone. All right. We are going to start off today with another funny little excerpt here from my journal. This is back in 2004. And let me set this up for you. This I've only lived with someone two times in my life with a boyfriend twice. And um, every time it's happened, the two times that it's happened, I mean, I really literally kind of got like corralled into it, bamboozled, kind of had to be dragged kicking and screaming. (laughs) And so I opened, I just... I just opened this up and I thought it was so funny um, the way I was, you know, feeling at the time. And um, this has really been very, this has been, it's funny because this is indicative of how I am at the beginning of a relationship. Like a lot of times a guy really has to be almost to the point of like, yeah, I know you're saying no, but we're doing it anyway type of a thing. to get me like to, to commit. And this is, this is how it's been in the past for me. Now I haven't been in, you know, like a one-on-one boyfriend, girlfriend relationship for quite a while. So, um, and I've definitely changed since then, but this is just, when I read this, I go, this is so me. It's hilarious. Um, okay. So I'm going to change the guy's first name because I don't want, he has a very distinctive name and, um, I try to just keep the details about myself and and anybody that I, of course, include in this um, without them knowing, you know, like private, of course. So I'm just going to give his first initial. It's J. Okay. So here we go. This is in uh, back in 2004, February of 2004. I'm in a total pan. I'm in total panic mode right now, and I don't know what to do about it. Jay has moved in for the meantime until he finds a house. I'm suffocating. I'm just absolutely suffocating right now. I really do not like having someone around all the time. I just don't. It's not me. It's probably probably will never be me. I'm just one of those people that likes their space. Everything he does just drives me up a wall right now. I'm trying so hard not to show it. Some days are better than others, but I'm sure he just thinks I'm a total bitch right now. I am a total bitch, and I just don't know how to tone that side of me down. I have no idea where this is going or why I'm even doing any of this. I told Jay that this moving in was not a good idea. I did not want this. I knew I would hate it, and now I do. My space is being invaded, and I absolutely can't stand it. I'm too selfish and stubborn. I feel trapped and I don't want him to know. I'm such a terrible person. God, I really am. Why can't I just be normal? Most girls want to live with a guy. I need to have my head examined. Right now, I just feel, I feel so distant from Jay. 
I'm starting to pull back rather quickly and drive a wedge between us. I hope I can snap myself out of this. <laughs> um, well, the interesting thing about this guy was this was actually, this was a, this relationship taught me a lot. I finally mellowed out and um, we actually did end up living together for five years. And what, what, uh, so I got over that hump, you know, the hump of feeling like uh, I just, I'm just a private person. I like, which sounds funny, right? Because I'm, I'm doing this podcast, but I like my space. I've always liked my space and I never, I've always liked boyfriends that travel and that aren't around all the time because I, I just don't, you know, I, I like, I like my time. I like, I like that. And so what I lightened up from, I've definitely lightened up from this. Now I appreciate the full, you know, all the things that a good relationship has to offer, which is being together, the closeness, the intimacy, all that stuff. And, and then also, you know, having your own time because you're an individual. So I think that I've definitely learned how to strike a balance and he's the one that really kind of taught me that. So, uh, that was, uh, it was, it was good to force myself out of my comfort zone and just try it. Um, and, uh, you know, on that note, that's kind of how I came to be a just try it kind of person. And here I am just trying it. So we're going to do some Q and a today. I'm a little behind on that, but, uh, I've got some good questions lined up. So, um, here we go. Let's see here. What are your common goals with a long-term partner? Now this is from Carl. Carl. Hi, honey. <laughs> I know you've been, you've been waiting and waiting and waiting for me to answer this. And I think the reason I didn't answer this for you just right away or type it out because it's, it's a lot to type out. Um, but it's also a lot to think about. Um, I think that, uh, and, and it's a deep question. I mean, that's not a, you know, that you didn't just pick a, you didn't throw an easy one at me. Um, you know, I think as I've, I've said to you before, Carl, that, you know, I think that somebody that if you, like, if you can really see yourself, like, can you see yourself like sitting on a park bench with that person when you're 85 holding hands, it's probably the right person. You know, obviously I want, you have to be like-minded. You have to be, um, you know, your core values need to be the same and, um, honesty is important. Honesty is very important. You know, you don't have to reveal everything about yourself to somebody like you're, you can take your time to slowly sort of relax and, and let somebody get to know you. But I mean, if you're being dishonest, like purposefully dishonest about things, that's not good. Right. So, you know, somebody that can, is going to be honest about the basic facts of themselves and their lives, um, honesty and, you know, and, and just, I mean, thoughtfulness and, and someone that's aware of others and Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast 
at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. Um, sees outside of themselves, um, you know, uh, somebody that's obviously inherently, you know, selfish and self-centered and, and immature and things like that, that that's not going to work. You know, if you, you have to be somewhat evolved. I'm not considering myself to be the most evolved person on the planet, but hopefully you've been through some stuff. You have some life experience, you've learned some things and, uh, you're sort of bringing a, a good, uh, a well-refined version of yourself to the table. And then you're willing to grow, experience new things, be open-minded to new things, um, you know, uh, with others. And, um, so, you know, how they treat you, how they treat others, their honesty, their integrity, um, you know, those things, or how they treat their family, how they view their family, you know, that kind of stuff's important to me. So, okay. I think I kind of, I mean, that's a deep question, but I, I, I got a little bit of it out there. Okay. Um, how long are you going to document your sexual behavior? I know the answer to this. I've already decided. Here it is. Spoiler alert. The end date for the Curious Girl Diaries is going to be December 31st of this year. Uh, after that, I will no longer be, uh, doing this. And, um, you know, the, this is when I started doing this, I know I said back somewhere in the beginning of this whole thing is that this is not a sustainable, uh, model. It's real. It, it, it relies on me doing this in my spare time. Obviously I have a busy life you know, um, outside of this. And it's, it's all dependent on me really getting out there and being, being sexual. And it's a lot of work to do that, you know, with ongoing and then meet new people and, you know, all that stuff. It just, um, it has, it has an end date, you know, it has an expiration date. And, um, so that's going to be, that'll be at the end of the year. And, um, it's been a fun, for me, a very fun, you know, social experiment that, you know, I have (laughs) learned tremendous amounts from. So that'll be, that'll be it just, uh, between now and the end of the year. So I guess I have a little under six months left. Um, and I'll be, you know what, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be ready to just be, be done with it. I thought it was only going to be a year, quite frankly, but, um, you know, I had some life kind of happened and things, uh, sort of interrupted the last, you know, I guess 70 or 30% of last year and, you know, and into the beginning of this year. And so I just thought, you know, I'll just push it to the end of the year and be done. What do you fantasize about the most? Um, you know, it just, that varies. It, it, I think like a lot of people, whatever's on my mind, whatever's really getting me charged up, floating my boat. Um, right now, the most recently it's, it's hand jobs and blow jobs. 
I'm just in a cock sucking state of mind. I mean, I just like, I want, I want to do, I want it. I want to do a really long blowjob. I want to feel like I've almost got lockjaw at the end of it. You know, like I want, I just, I want to, I'm in it for the experience. I want to do the marathon, blowjobs, handjobs, have it be long, slow, and deliberate and have somebody just, I, I want those balls full, swollen, and ready to explode by the time I'm done. So there you go. What are your pet peeves? Uh, ooh, shit. There's a lot of them. I'm kind of a snippy. I can be snippy. I can be snippy, guys. You've heard it. You've heard it on this podcast. <laughs> oh, shit. I mean, I, I, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of them. I mean, again, that probably really depends more on my mood. What's, what's irking me at the time. Um, probably, um, you know, close-minded people. I don't like, I've always said this before, you know, I, I get a lot of messages. I don't like the generic messages. Hey, hey, what's up? I hate the you know, I hate people that don't spell words, just spell the fucking word. Are you that lazy? Come on. I mean, I hate, how are you, you know, like the, the, the letter R and the letter U it, something about it bugs me. I think it's a, um, and bad grammar. I think I know I've said that before, like bad grammar. It just, I, I feel like there's nothing wrong with being grammatically correct and being, having, you know, knowing how to spell. <laughs> you should not be ashamed of this. Show it off. Show me your best grammar, please. Show me your best spelling. That will get me hot and wet. Um, another like pet peeve. It's just, you know, probably like most people, a dishonesty. I just, I can't, you know, it's like there's, I really am the last person that, somebody needs to not be honest with. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. You know, I'm, I'm really, I'm tough, but I'm, I'm fair. And if you just tell me what the, you know, when someone just tells me what the truth is or when anybody tells somebody what the truth is, that's all, where do they go from there? Nowhere. They just have to deal with the truth. You know, either you can or you can't. There's no point in spinning bullshit and, and, I, you know, it, that just won't get you anywhere with me now. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't, it just doesn't, I I feel it's completely unnecessary, completely unnecessary. So those are, those are my pet peeves and just kind of close-minded people. I mean, like, you know, the people that want to message me and be, be really judgy and negative and, you know, it, it, um, Sometimes it, sometimes I don't care. And other times it really irks me. I think I did, I did one podcast about that, that one woman. I mean, come on, you know, seriously, get a fucking life. If you don't like it, you don't, if you don't like what I'm saying, you don't like, uh, my site or what I'm doing, just don't fucking look at it. Don't give it any energy. It doesn't make any sense. Okay. Are there any preferences on what would make you, what, would make you squirt like I fuck you hard, then I pull out and finger fuck you till you just squirt 
or me just fucking you hard with my thick cock would do it anyway. Wait a minute here. Let me reread that. Um, are there any preferences on what would make you squirt? I see. Okay. Um, oh, I know who this is. Uh, yes. I know who asked me this. Um, are there any preferences? Well, I, I think I said before, so what, what, what makes me squirt is fingers. I've never been able to do it with a cock yet. And I say yet, cause I'm going to figure that out. But you know, um, I, and I've talked about this before. So when, when it's done to me, it's done, it, when it's done, it's done to me. I mean, I'm literally not controlling it. Somebody else is, they are putting their fingers in me and they're hitting the right spot and using the right amount of pressure. And I'm totally not in control of it. It's hot. And I love it because really probably because of that fact, because it's not something I can do. It's something that only someone else can do to me. And so that's fucking sexy. That is, that makes it really hot. Um, now if I could do it with, if, if someone could, it would, if someone could do it, you know, with their cock too, that would be great. But part of, again, you know, I'd still want it to be more kind of like forced. I mean, part of what I love about it is just like, is that I don't get a say, you know, I can want it and want them to do it. But if they don't, you know, then it's just like, I'm, I'm shit out of luck. (laughs) I can't do it to myself. (laughs) Maybe I could, but I haven't really tried. It's kind of hard. It's kind of an awkward angle to like stick your own fingers in there and kind of scoop them forward. Yeah. It's just, it's not the right yeah, I need to be the other way around. So there you go. Okay. Uh, most women do not reveal their sexual life or fantasies. I know you're not like most women. So why do, why do you do these podcasts and talk about these beautiful and erotic stories? Of course, it's a turn on for your listeners, but you must get turned on by talking about them. Would I be correct or why? I'm just curious, curious girl. Um, Okay. There's kind of a few questions in there. So most women don't reveal their sexual fantasy. Yeah. I mean, that's true. Most, I guess it's probably less common. I mean, I know that there are women that, that do erotic writing and things like that. Um, but also just to clarify when you said every time someone says, um, podcasts or stories, those aren't, I mean, I want to be clear that I think you're using the word stories liberally. These are I'm writing about my actual sexual encounters. So there's only a couple fantasies up there. And I do clarify those as being fantasy based, but the majority of the blog itself is these are, you know, I mean, I guess 85, 90% of it is all, um, those are all actual acts that I did with someone. Um, and why, I guess, why, you know, why do I do these podcasts? Well, obviously because it's, um, you know, as I said in the, as I've said before, it's about me just being able to document this social experiment that I've put myself through. And I think if you go back to the very beginning of the podcast, I mentioned how I sort of rolled onto this sex year. I mean, how I kind of made it about sex. I always like to do set a goal for myself and personal things. And, um, some, you know, uh, after a year of doing something else, I thought, you know what, I'm going to make my sex life a priority. 
And then it just dawned on me that, you know, I'm also going to uh, document it. I'm going to keep track of what I'm doing. And it's for myself. I mean, it really, it's more, it's, that's how it started. It started out for myself, just my, like an online journal, I guess. And, um, it's turned into something completely different and kind of has a bit of a life of its own, but still I get the benefit of being able to put myself under the microscope, examine everything. It's fascinating. I mean, I'm telling you more people should do it. It really, really is you're, you learn so much. I mean, the self-discovery factor is amazing. Okay. Oh, which this actually kind of leads right into the next question here. Might be a, might be a little bit. It's very much on the same note here. Okay, so here it is. As a Tumblr psychologist, I find your self-discovery project to be fascinating. Likely something more people should try. What's the most surprising revelation so far? <gasps> okay, well, see now, I think this should actually be... I'm going to come... I'm going to answer that briefly now, but this is going to be, this is the question I'm trying to answer. This is when I'm done with this at the end of the year, this, when I can take in the totality of it and everything and find and, and assess where I am at the end of this, you know, as I like to call it sexual road trip, that's where it'll all come together. So right now, you know, at, at this point in the game, I think the most surprising revelation for me just has been about, and I was, you know, this is funny. I was talking about this with BE the other morning. We were having breakfast and we were just sitting there talking about everything I've gotten out of the, you know, meeting all these guys, doing, exploring sexually, and then documenting it. Um, I, I think the most interesting revelation that I've had so far is, and stay with me on this one, because I consider myself to be a kind of a, in, I like traditional gender roles. And I've said that before. I don't, even though I'm a type A, run my own business, you know, I'm completely independent. I mean, you know, nobody's, nobody's paved the way for me. I've done it all myself, but, um, the most, you know, and so people would be surprised to know also that I'm, you know, in a, in a like boyfriend, girlfriend dynamic. I mean, I like the man to be the man I'm traditional that way. And I don't mind being the woman, you know, to treat that man. Right. Um, but what I, but I've always considered myself this super independent, you know, strong, female, alpha female, I guess, if you will. And so what's been shocking to me is realizing that how much I like giving, having, I like having all that control in my business life, but in my, you know, male, female dynamics, how much I enjoy not having that control, how much I enjoy giving that up. Because we were specifically talking, BE and I were specifically talking about, you know, just the the whole BDSM headspace thing that you get into and what you, what I started to realize is it makes, at first I couldn't figure out why do I like this so much? What is the draw for me? This is shocking the hell out of me that I'm into this because I just thought I was going to try this. I was, that was on my list. It was on my bucket list. I'm just going to try this once, you know, just, just do 
do one scene, you know, do an act or whatever. Somebody ties me up, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I'm going to consider that scratched off the list. No, you know, it wasn't about scratching it off the list. It was about, whoa, hey, I'm on to something here. I really like this. Now I want to go further with it. And so that's been, um, I just think that's been the most shocking revelation. And then the more I started to think about it, the more I really realized, you know what? The, the typical male, female gender roles, the way I like a relationship with kind of the guy being a dominant guy, not disrespectful, just, you know, the man's a man. Um, it makes perfect. It's like, that makes perfect sense. You know, no wonder I like that sexually too. Um, and I never stumbled on it before. And it also made sense to me now going through this makes sense to me why, you know, I've had a lot of really nice guy boyfriends, nice guys didn't work out. I'm like, why can't I like this guy's great on paper. He's perfect. He's all these things. He wants to marry me, blah, 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 you know, yada, yada, yada. I'm checking off all the boxes, but it's like something's missing for me. And the guy was just too passive, too much of a soft touch and nothing. I mean, these are great guys, you know, um, but I could never understand why I couldn't quite get there, you know, like with them. And now coming full circle, going through all this, I'm like, holy shit. Okay. That's why, because I, I see, I knew I was just like, I knew I was a type A woman, but I didn't, I just didn't understand it. You know, like how I couldn't make all the pieces of the puzzle fit together. So I know that was kind of a long rant and, um, but I think I'm going to be, that'll be expanded on, you know, as I continue to do this. But right now that's kind of my most, so far my most surprising and kind of deep revelation. Okay. Next question. I think you like being anonymous and teasing the hell out of your listeners. <laughs> Is that a question? It's just a statement. There's no question mark there, but I'll, I'll dig into that. Um, I do like being anonymous. A lot of people want to know, they want to see pictures of me. They want like my face. They want, you know, um, they want to know who I am more about me. The truth of the matter is, Obviously, there's two factors going. I want to maintain my privacy. I want to stay anonymous. The other side of that is I believe the beauty of it is that I am anonymous. So whatever fantasy you have in your mind, whoever you think I am, whatever you know you've you've built this up to be, or how it relates specifically to you, it gets to stay relatable specifically to you because. I'm not taking, I'm not trying to detract from that. You know, you just get to kind of come on this road trip with me and, and you're going to relate to what you relate to and pick up on the things that, you know, are meaningful and poignant to you without me, without me taking, you know, back as little as, as taking back any of that really, you know, just, I think the kind of the power in this is me staying anonymous. And so that's the way. I will, and it won't, there will be no big reveal, (laughs) no big reveal coming. Sorry guys. Okay. Um, let's see. Next question. I listened to your podcast where you talk about cowboy N and B E. And maybe that was the last one. Okay. Uh, they seem like two very different guys. 
How can your tastes be so varied? Are you sure you're not using them? How can they trust you when you run around with this fake persona? Um, well, where do I start with that? Okay. Yes, they are two very different guys, for sure. Um, there's some kind of, there's some core basics and then there's some complete big differences. I, I've said that, um, what this has helped this, what this whole experience has helped me do is really be in the moment. And some people, you know, some, some of the interactions I have are way more in the moment, like mind melting, mind clearing in the moment. And others are just like helping me be, um, truly enjoying someone for who they are, just not for what I want them to be, not for where I'm hoping anything goes or how I can steer things or manipulate things or, you know, make things come about. It's truly, truly just enjoying someone for the who of who they are. And that's hard to do. It's hard for me to do. It's been hard for me to do. I think it's hard for a lot of people to do because a lot of times when you're, when you're with someone, you have an agenda, you're working an agenda and I'm not working an agenda. I'm literally along for the ride. I'm up for wherever something goes or doesn't go. That's okay too. So I, because of that, I get to step outside of my normal box, my limiting box and go with what's feeling good and what feels right. And I get to push out a lot of the normal judgments on why it shouldn't be right or what, why, you know, why it has to be this way and not that way. Um, so it's, I, so in, on that level, yes, I do get to experience people that are complete different, you know, different backgrounds, different worlds, different, you know, uh, belief systems, different, they're different sexually. They interact with me sexually. You know, you have one relationship that's this way, another one that's that way. It, it's fun. It's an experience. It's, it's a road trip. You know, it's not supposed to be, um, completely driven by me. Um, and then just the last kind of question you had there about how can they trust you when you run around with this fake persona? I don't have a fake persona. What, you know, what I'm putting out there and what you hear is authentic. And sometimes I cringe when I think about what I said, you know, and I go, well, it's out there, you know, you can't take it back, but that's life. That's, that's me being real. And do I say things that I wish I hadn't said? Sure. Do I do, do I handle things the best way all the time? Nope. You know, um, do I get pissy and bitchy and, you know, grumpy and, yeah, of course I do. I'm a human being. Uh, so they get all of it. They get, believe me, they get the real me. It's not. 
um, I think I'm trying to remember what what cowboy and I was having a conversation with him and I said something like oh oh god I said something like oh I forgot to ask do you like me too or something like that it was like in a cute kind of like oh do you like me I like you or something like that I don't remember I can't remember exactly how I put it but um he said so yeah sometimes <laughs> and that's true sometimes he does and sometimes he doesn't and sometimes I like him and sometimes I don't. I mean, you know, it's just like you don't like everything about everybody all the time. That's just life. And um, but the one thing I will always try my best to do is just to be myself, put it out there. Good, bad, ugly. You're going to see the whole thing. So there you go. Um, especially now, too, especially now with you know, I mean, I'm really, really this year too, you know, I'm taking my, I'm, I've really lowered the walls, you know, uh, and this year I'm definitely, I would say probably more, I'm more myself than ever. So, um, you know, I guess if somebody doesn't like it, then then they're, it's a fair assessment. You know, they don't like it. They genuinely don't like it. I'm not going to be able to say, well, wait, I w-, you know, you weren't really seeing the real me. No, no, they are. Okay. Um, you've been talking about getting down with a woman for a long time. Why don't you just fucking do it? Quit stalling. Don't be a pussy. Just eat some. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. That is, I love that. You know what? Can I steal that? Don't be a pussy. Just eat some. Can I, I want to get a shirt made. (laughs) I need t-shirts saying that. Don't be a pussy. Just eat some. Well, um, I know. Thank you for that comment. Yes, I know. I'm sorry. I've, I'm sick of myself talking about it. Believe me for whatever reason. Okay. This this is what I'm talking about. This is, this is a very good thing to put. When I talk about how women were in our fucking heads, I mean, we really just, we mess shit up. I understand guys, like we're hard to deal with. I mean, I feel sorry for you guys, seriously. You know, we're just, we are complex, goofy, and, and we, we just try to make it so hard. You know, we really do. And this is, and this is one area where I'm just, I'm stuck like a, like going in a circle. I just cannot quite get off the dime. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me. Seriously, I am being a pussy. You're right. I'm being a pussy and I need to just not be a pussy and just eat some. I agree with you 100%. I just, like, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck's wrong with me. I really don't. And when I was like, when we were at that sex party, I saw one girl that I thought, yeah, you know what? I would fool around with her. I don't know if I'd want to, I don't know if I'd dive right in. I don't know if I just dive, go officially be a muff diver, but I might lick some nipples and suck some nipples. I just don't know that I'm ready to, oh, I'm, I'm being a pussy and I'm not eating one. I know. There we go. I'm still struggling with that. Uh, but I'm, listen, have faith in me. I'm confident Okay, I'm confident that I'm going to get over the hump here and I'm going to be able to say before the end of this year that I've been with a woman. 
Whether or not I eat a pussy, I don't know. But it kind of seems like the natural progression. If I get into it, I'm feeling comfortable. Seems like I I do it. Okay. Sorry. I know you're you're going to have to listen to me probably convex about it a little bit more. You know what? Fast. Just when I start talking about this shit, just fast forward over that little part. And if you don't want to hear it anymore. All right. There you go. Okay. Your sex party podcast made you seem snobby. I'm sure you're not a perfect 10. Oh, well, um, I know I'm not a perfect 10, but I have a lot of confidence. I'm a perfect 10 in my own mind. How about that? Uh, <laughs> which isn't that where it counts? Um, no, I listen, I, I kind of, I'm going to, I'm going to try to read in, I'm going to try to read into what, what you're saying here. Um, that about the, um, when I was talking, when I, when I was talking about, I guess the physical appearance of people and I'll try, I'll try to go back over that. I, you know, I say that very respectfully when I'm talking about other people. And I think I pointed out that everybody there felt very, you could tell felt very confident and they should, and there's nothing wrong with that. And that made, that made the whole thing hot, you know, like when you're in a room, you're surrounded by all these people having sex, you know, and all the noises and all the moans. And, you know, did I, if I were to go up and inspect each couple and say, oh, do I think the two of you are sexy? Um, it, it didn't matter because the energy was sexy. The whole thing was sexy. Um, I, I felt sexy when I was there and I, I, I feel, I walk around feeling sexy a lot. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I do. I don't, um, I don't mind saying that. I, and I, I've mentioned this before. See, I, I think it's, I think it's not, I think it's weird that people f- don't feel like they can say, yes, I, I recognize that other people find me attractive. Does that mean I always feel attractive? Does that mean I'm always feeling great about myself? Uh, no, because I can have other things on my mind, other things burdening me where I'm, you know, focused on uh, business or, you know, I, oh shit, I had a shitty day or whatever. Um, it's, you know, we all, we, we get our genetics from our parents and, you know, it's not like something I earned or did anything for. I'm trying to maintain it. I'm definitely trying to maintain it. And I am, I, I don't mind saying that I'm, you know, conscious of maintaining it. And I want to maintain it because I, I do want to look my best. But I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So, um, you know, am I uh, a perfect 10? Well, what's a perfect 10? You know, it's really, that's really subject to interpretation and I guess the eye of the beholder. Um, and I'm okay with that. And I, and on that note, I don't feel bad about voicing my opinion, you know, about my perception of if somebody's staying physically fit or not, you know, there you go. So I don't know that, that I guess that that makes me seem snobby. Um, I might have to live with that label. I don't think so. I don't, you know, mother Teresa wasn't a perfect 10, but that, that's a, you know, that's a beautiful woman. 
So you're not going to take anything away from that. So it's, it certainly is a combination of things that, that go into making somebody attractive. Um, and I'm not just attracted to perfect tens. Um, even though we don't, we haven't clearly defined that, but you know, I, like I said, if I come off as snobby, um, then so be it. It's not, that's not, that's not the intention and it's not really my way. But if you want to, if you want to interpret it that way, you're more than welcome to. Okay. What? Ooh, here we go. Here's the, this is going to be my last one. Cause I'm getting, starting to get cotton mouth here. And I have a feeling this, <laughs> those questions are getting more serious. I'm going to cut it off at this one. Okay. What about being in love? Don't you ever fall in love or want to be in love? Yes, of course. I love love. Are you kidding me? I'm a fucking hopeless romantic at heart, at heart, um, with like bazillion million foot walls up. How about that? Um, I do like being in love. It's, 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 it's a fun feeling. Um, and yes, of course I've been in love. I, mentioned that, I think in my last podcast, you know, like, oh my gosh. I mean, I've had some amazing loves in my life, just overwhelmingly powerful, you know, and, and, and romantic and, you know, like, God, we, I mean, we didn't just text, we would write each other love letters, you know I mean? Just like, oh God, that stuff. I, fucking could spoon that shit up and just drink it and marinate it and roll around in it. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I love all that stuff. I love. Yeah, I do. I, I'm a, I'm a fucking woman. Are you kidding me? Yes, absolutely. I love romance. I love the intense feelings, the longing, the desire, burning for that person. Um, when you're in the same space with them, how you're just about like, you just want to itch yourself out of your skin because like the, it's so electric just to even be around them. The intensity. Oh uh, yeah. Yes. I don't know if that, I think that answers your question, doesn't it? Yeah. I, I love that feeling. Um, and it's rare and it's unique and I think it's meant to be. So I also like the fact that it doesn't come along very often. And that's how I, for me anyway, and that's how I know, you know, that it's the real deal. You know, when I get, when I get, I don't get there easy, but when I do look out. Okay. Well, there you have it. Thanks for listening guys. And, uh, keep listening. Cause, uh, I, like I said, this is going to be a fun summer and I do have some more fun things planned on the horizon. So stay tuned. All right. Take care everyone. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend and make sure you're following me on social media. Also, go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com, and join my subscribers-only list for access to exclusive content. 
And as usual, questions or comments, you can always email me at curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com. <laughs>